1: No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Hello and welcome to Castle of Horror, the show dedicated to horror, movies, and awesomeness. This week, we have a look at the 2022 film Violent Night. This is episode 390. That's 390. We are 10 away from 400 and we are taking suggestions as to what our 400th episode should be because we do not know bear in mind if you haven't seen today's movie violent night uh we're going to be discussing it from the perspective of horror fans who've seen it so warning spoilers ahead this is in the theaters right now okay so that's very serious if you want to see this run out or maybe it's on peacock i don't know and and get it watched because this is a brand spanking new movie all right
1: from Denver, Colorado. It is, it is not on Peacock, by the way.
2: It's not on Peacock. Is it only in theaters? The it is
1: only in theaters as of this recording.
2: All right. Well, so fair warning, run away, watch the movie, come back. From Denver, Colorado, I'm your host, Jason Henderson, publisher at Castlebridge Media, home of the Castle of Horror Anthology. We have a new edition coming out Tuesday, which is Young Adult. Castle of Horror Anthology, Young Adult. With me from Austin, Mr. Drew Edwards is the writer-creator of the long-running underground comic Halloween Man, which you can find in Global Comics. He is a Best Writer Ringo nominee, Austin Chronicle, Best of Austin Award winner, and a member of the Penn America Fellowship. Say hello, Drew.
1: A.K.A. Mr. Scrooge.
2: Indeed. Um, and finally, also in Denver, color commentary from Julia Guzman of Guzman Immigration of Denver. Say hello, Julia. Hello, Julia. Hello. And Tony is off this week we wish him well and and we'll have him back real soon uh okay violent night i can't believe there's there's not i mean i I have to figure this out but i can't believe there hasn't been a movie called violent night seems like seems like a a layup violent night is a 2022 american christmas action comedy film starring david harbour as santa claus who fights mercenaries who have taken a wealthy family hostage in their home it is directed by tommy workola Written by Pat Casey and Josh Miller. It also stars John Leguizamo, Alex Hassel, Alexis Lauder, Edie Patterson, Cam Gijendet, Leah Brady, and the one and only Beverly D'Angelo. Had its world premiere at New York Comic Con in October, and it has been released in theaters on December 2. So it's, you know, it's the opposite of The Glass Onion, which just came out in theaters and they're pulling it after a week and a half to go straight to Netflix. This is like, no, we're here for the holiday season. So let's get our opening thoughts uh, we'll go Drew, Drew, Julia, and then I'll go. So, uh, Drew, what are your thoughts about opening thoughts about Violent Night?
1: Uh, I I had a lot of fun watching this movie. Um, it's it's not strictly speaking a horror movie, although it is definitely very gory. Um, it lives up to its name pretty pretty well. Um, you know, I think. It's naughty nice ratio could have done with at least one more calibration, and I think it probably it could have been a new christmas uh classic but uh you know it it was pretty damn entertaining you know like i i i i feel like if it had uh just f- found a slightly more even kill mixture of schmaltz and cynicism i i, I you know the, the the two that's a delicate balance and you know i'm thinking you know gremlins you know krampus those are two movies that really kind of manage to walk that tightrope really well um this movie doesn't quite achieve that but it is very entertaining um the action um the action scenes are extremely well shot uh david harbour is great as a <laughs> drunken viking santa claus yes um you know and i the 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 uh references to both the die hard movies and uh home alone are plentiful so uh, you know it's an entertaining movie i don't think it was amazing but it was it was it definitely an enjoyable time waster
2: wonderful thank you uh and that gives a lot for us to respond to julia what are your thoughts
3: um I really enjoyed it. I, I you know it is really gory which is usually a big turn off for me but I actually um thought it was really funny and also moving which is always a strange combination to have with gory. But um you know because there was definitely some moments where I'm just like oh tear. Um and yes I thought David Harbour was great. I thought just the whole cast was really good. I really liked John Leguizamo as the bad guy. I thought he was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. um so yeah i thought it was a really good time
2: wonderful i uh i'm actually more crazy about this movie drew than than you were i liked this a lot uh, i i i thought that it like i enjoyed this more than the krampus films that that we've seen <laughs> Um, I think the reason why is pure schmaltz I love the fact that it's a it's incredibly violent movie and and you know um you know and 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 in many ways you know it's very ironic and it has a lot of sarcasm to it but it actually is one of the most pro santa movies ever which I can always get behind so I that's part of the moving that's part of the moving thing yeah yeah, it actually, it actually stakes out, it, it, that's one of the things that makes it the most in a way like Die Hard is that it's, you know, it knows who its hero is, and it's totally on the side of, of, of Santa. That's, that's pretty neat. Boy, there are so many Santa-like references, right? Um, I mean, sorry, uh, there are so many Die Hard-like references. Okay, uh, so let's get started first off with the question of the, um, that these are two topics sort of wound together one is whether this is a horror movie whether it belongs in a you know in a horror podcast but i think um prior to that really we should talk about the killer santa trope which is how it probably shoehorns its way into being being appropriate for a horror podcast um drew you i mean you probably know more of these than i do but isn't there a long tradition of, of violent Santas?
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that, a lot of it goes back to, you know, Tells from the Crypt and uh, mm. first the comic book and then the story, which has been filmed twice, once for one of the film versions of "Tales from the Crypt, which we have reviewed on show, oh, yeah. the show, and the uh, TV show. Later on, which is this one called "In All Through the Night," which has a a psychotic killer dressed up. Oh, did like a half hour version of that of that story? The um, wow, okay, cool. And um, you know, of course, there is stuff like "Silent Night," "Deadly Night," uh, you know. Christmas, you know, evil, uh you you start to get even in more recent stuff. There's you know, Saint Nick, which we reviewed a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, they they did you know, they have tried to kind of tie the whole Krampus thing into it as well. Um we also did rare imports. Rare Exports is a killer Santa movie. In fact, I would say it's probably the best killer Santa movie ever made. Yeah. Um you know, it's it's a it's a Um, it's an important pop cultural trope, and I think part of the reason why we see this so much mm. is, you know, as adults, you know, it, it, you know, I hope I don't sound too pompous by, about this, but we kind of have to grapple with the idea that, you know, we, we were taught to believe something that was essentially a lie, which was, mm-hmm. you know, like Santa Claus is not real and you know then you know how do we do that we, we we make santa claus into something horrifying we make it cynical we make it oh, violent for bringing
2: this up yeah
1: yeah and, and but you know the last few years we've started to see this same sort of subversion as uh you know like a violent santa claus but that now they've they've kind of migrated over into the action genre because, like last year, there was another film along along the same lines called Fat Man with with Mel mm-hmm. Gibson, which was a, a similar thing where where Santa Claus was a, a gun toting badass, and then you have this movie where Santa Claus is you know smashing people's heads in with a, a sledgehammer and mm-hmm. you know is is poking people in the eye with a with a candy cane and you know but he's very overtly like you said he's very overtly the good guy mm-hmm. and i think the reason why you know general you know maybe this is like a generational thing but you know in the, it when these these original santa you know horror films were coming out i think there you know was the sort of you know well screw it screw you, mom, screw you, dad, you know, like, you know, subversion thing now we've kind of decided well we like santa claus we still we still want to have like a sardonic version because we're, adults, we're and, adults you know we, we 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 you know we like this for whatever reason see childhood icons sort of grunged up a little bit but you know we like santa claus enough to where we don't want him to be a bad guy we want him to maybe be a a a, a, a less than reputable good guy but a good guy nonetheless. No, and...
3: yeah, I, I, I think of him as Saint Nick, and so I yeah. think of him as a saint. Therefore, he should be a good guy. <laughs> so mm-hmm. this is a very interesting <laughs> variation on that.
2: Uh, i I, I, ha- I want to echo something that, that you said drew, and and dig into it just a little bit because i 've always thought about this as long as I, w- I think in a way you know like you go to a novelty store right or, or, or any sort of edgy store around Christmas time, and there 's all this all these like dirty Santa jokes right you know there 's the you know Santa giving the finger there 's all kinds of like obscene Santa stuff. And it always struck me that those things were coming from a place of kind of anger, you know, like you kind of have to be 12 to like want that because you're still stinging from the world not being as magical a place as, as you thought it was. I think as you get older, you kind of realize everything sort of morphs and, sub- and sublimates. And so you go, well, actually, this is a cool tradition. And that sort of harshness isn't as interesting anymore. And what one reason I found myself so charmed by this movie is despite the fact that, that Santa is super duper violent and poking and stabbing people in the eye with stuff and, and, and whatever and using his, his, his trusty hammer like a Viking, um, He is still, uh, he's still magical, you know, and he still does. They even managed to, in this movie, which doesn't really need to bother to do this. They even managed to figure out a Marvel no prize explanation for how Santa can be both a lie and the truth. That's brilliant. I mean, (laughs) well,
3: and I just love that he doesn't know how the magic works. He's like, I don't know. Christmas Christmas Christmas
1: magic Christmas, no it's Christmas magic yeah. is is a, is a somehow, thing that exists in this Somehow movie. I
3: got this bag that produced that just gives me you know this 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 tart this tardis like figure on the inside bag that just produces gifts it's like the tart actually it's a lot like the tardis because that is the thing with the tardis is that he doesn't the doctor doesn't usually know how the tardis actually works the tardis right. just does things you know
1: <laughs> if if i if I may belabor a point. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, and I, I will tie it back into this film. I, I assure you, please. Um, maybe also the reason why we don't feel the need to subvert Santa Claus as much is that, you know, America has gone full on the hog with Krampus as a tradition. Like we, have we have very much adopted that mm-hmm. as a country now. And maybe because there is a pre-built subversive Christmas icon, we don't necessarily have to make Santa Claus himself into something evil. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, because that exists already, Um, you know, and. And, you know, one of the things that this movie does, and you know, we saw it in the Krampus movie too, is it's also playing with the idea that that Christmas is also a pre-Christian thing. You know, because like this Santa Claus, uh, even though we never really learn how he becomes Santa Claus, you know, they keep that a mystery. Yes, you know, you gotta you gotta say something for the sequel, maybe. But also, thank um, God, because I, I don't. I just. I, I don't. I, I, I don't. Th- I didn't need it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But but um, I think also though, w- wisely, you know, does take a t- second to nod to the 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 pagan roots of mm-hmm. of Christmas, which I'm always there for. Sure. Um, you know, I mean, they don't spend a whole lot of time on it, but the, again, the fact that he's a Viking with all these, you know, runic tattoos all over his body and everything—like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's definitely baked into this this movie, you know, pretty pr- pretty thoroughly. So I, I, you know, I did have a point where I was going with this, and now it's well, gone. no, but I I um, just want
2: to I, I want to pick up something you said there while you're while you're thinking about it, and that's I love that this Santa Claus is tied in with Viking lore and pre-Christian stuff and all and all that. And yet at the same time, I also love that it is the it is the modern Santa. In other words, it's it's the modern Santa with hints of pre of of stuff from before the Common Era.
1: Well, I mean, even the way they reveal it, it's like he's got the traditional Santa Claus suit. Yes. And it's when he's he's Carterizing his wound is where he strips the the sort of vestments yeah like the the coca-cola santa yeah and that's well said yeah i i you know like this is a very clever movie um yes you asked if it was a horror film though and i i would you know it is extraordinarily gory um Tommy Urkula, I hope I'm saying his name right, uh, who is the director, he is mostly known for making horror films. So I think it's fair game to put it on the show. Um sure. but it's definitely more of uh an you know, like the, the violence is action violence. Yes. Like he's I guess. Huh. he is decimating bad guys.
2: Yeah. So uh, let's talk about that for a second, because um, this is this is a fascinating question to me is so we could definitely cover any movie we want because we'll cover any movie that we think will appeal to people who dig horror movies. Right. So it's okay. So in theory, we can certainly do a Predator movie. Um, Could you do Commando? I, don't, I think Commando is this minus Santa. Definitely we couldn't do Commando unless for some reason we were just doing a series of films and, that somehow involved Commando, that, that we had it, we had to finish the dialogue with Commando. But this somehow fits well enough. And you said, you know, there's all this gore. There's gore in Commando, right? But somehow um, the, the the magic, the costuming, and then the violence somehow makes it close enough also this
1: also the setting i mean it does take place in a big kind of spooky mansion for sure so there's so
2: much so so referential to that tales from the crypt story you know which is in a which is in a big gorgeous rich house um with joan collins plotting to to murder her husband and then being (laughs) stalked by santa um <laughs> That's fantastic. I mean, you know, you you said something interesting there, which is that all the violence basically is visited to, visited upon. These bad guys. So, and that might be the difference between an action movie and a horror movie. Is know i I'm just making this up. Let's see, let's say this out loud and then see if it works. Horror movie, the violence and threat is visited upon the good guys. Action movie, it's visited upon the bad guys. Is that, a, is that i a think we
1: can have you first.
3: Well, no, that's what I was wondering because I was going to ask you what's the difference because to me this just looked like a slasher film except the good guy is the slasher. <laughs>
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: So I'm like, what is the difference? So I think that was an interesting definition that Jason just gave. But go ahead, Drew.
1: Well, what I was going to say is you can have both as long as your hero gets beat up. Like, like the Evil Dead movies are horror movies, Mm -hmm. but ash definitely you know visits a lot of violence upon um <laughs> you know the the undead in those movies yeah um but he also kind of gets the crap beat out of him as well which i suppose is true here at first like like santa claus in this movie you know in the tradition of bruce willis and die hard is initially painted as kind of uh an underdog uh-huh yeah the fact that he is is somewhat magical but by the end of the movie he's he's basically a yuletide terminator just easily dispatching whole yes. you know kill squads of people
2: with with hammers and 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 other he, he's like he's like michael myers in um halloween kills where he's able to just take on 30 people at once and 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 take them all out
1: um, it's no problem for him yeah
2: i uh I, this is so interesting because it's one of those Aristotelian problems where the more you try to define it the more the more the meaning falls out because i
1: mean the bottom line is I think that this a hundred percent will appeal to horror fans mm-hmm. like I don't Like, if you are a gore hound, you know, or if you're just looking for something that's a little salty with your sweet for the Christmas season, like, it it, it fits both of those things. And I guarantee you it's because every season we get barraged by, you know, Christmas horror films and, you know, subversive Christmas films. I will guarantee you that this is the best one to come out this year.
2: I mean, it, it may well be. It 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 could well be. There's a, there's a few that I still need to see, but I gotta say the the warmth in my heart when this killer Santa also also salutes just the magic of Santa just makes it perfect. I just feel like they didn't leave anything out. They didn't, so, you know yeah. Can we go back ahead.
3: up in case anybody hasn't seen it who's listening to this but doesn't what but wants to didn't mind the spoilers. Can we just kind of outline the plot a little bit so that people know?
2: Okay, sure. Uh yes uh so a family is gathering this is the family of of the very wealthy beverly D'Angelo. the lightstone family yeah the lightstone family um of you know led by matriarch gertrude lightstone played by beverly d'angelo is gathering for christmas eve she makes all of the children sort of fight for her love and eventually for it's just the um,
3: two it's just two children and then their 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 family the, right
2: and their respective families and our our main um, our main character well the, the adult is Jason played by Alex Hassel he has brought his daughter um, uh, what is I'm sorry what what is the daughter I name? think of the the, uh, the little Trudy. daughter's
3: name is Trudy she's Gertrude also but yeah. I think of the of that the guy Alex Hassel who plays Jason Lightstone I think of him as sort of the love child of Hugh Laurie and Oscar Isaac because he like sometimes he has an Oscar Isaac vibe but then sometimes he has a Hugh Laurie vibe.
2: It's a, it's an excellent anyway. point. He does, yeah. So uh, so basically. And his um,
3: awesome ex-wife, who he's kind of making up with, is Linda. She's um, and she's Trudy's mom. Right. No? So you
2: have this small three-person family who have been estranged, but they're spending Christmas Eve with with Grandma, who is like super duper rich and yells nasty things at senators. You know, she's she's um, demanding and filthy mouthed, and and they're all sort of mean to one another. Um, and there's the much more obnoxious sister who is married to an obnoxious actor and they have an obnoxious teenage son
3: are they married i don't know if they're,
2: they, they, they're, they're actually, actually i apologize it might just yeah, be it might just, just be a boyfriend him, but maybe. anyway that's the family those are the those are the guys who have gathered and their all... son is
3: always always filming himself for his like, oh, youtube God. channel <laughs> so his
2: his TikToking is what you're meant to... Obviously, this is aimed at an audience who's going to find him just loathsome, that that kid. I, I think, you know, um, because... He's
3: called, he's called Bertrude.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. And let's think about this just for a second. Have you guys ever seen a movie with an influencer, like a TikTok influencer, where you're meant to like the influencer? Because it's funny influencers are people too right you could you could conceivably have a movie where a lot li- where an influencer is a likable person but every movie where i see this character type introduced they're always a, a jerk they're always
3: the i don't know joke. i don't think so i was just watching before we started uh the podcast i was re-watching white house down and the, the little girl in this is just has a little video channel or whatever she's doing i think there's plenty of characters that that do it well it's just that they don't stand out because they're not obnoxious but there's plenty of character of perfectly you know likable wholesome characters in movies and tv it's just that the ones who are obnoxious are so obnoxious yeah
2: no i i i guess so and i think i think what it is is the movies are aimed at an audience that is of an age where most of them are not are not running tic tac -tac 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 TikTok channels themselves. So yeah. consequently you don't really lose much by poking fun at TikTokers.
1: So you you think that it's sort of a contempt of of youth culture thing here.
2: Right. It's got to be. I mean the, the you know the kids obnoxious, right? Whereas Trudy is on the nice list. She's a little girl. She's not doing. She's not filming herself. If I, I don't recall her ever
3: filming herself. Well, I think again you know. that's that's not the point. The point is just that the kids obnoxious. But um but Trudy's sweet. And uh, what I love. One of the things I love about this this magical Santa is that he has um, his the uh, his scroll that he's like looking at yeah. for um, naughty and nice is basically like an an. An iPad on a scroll basically. Like it's just yes. producing as he as he is in the presence of someone, the the magic mirror thing, the magic scroll will tell him um who this person is and whether they're naughty or nice and if they're and, naughty, and how
2: many like are immediate in his immediate vicinity. Yeah, right? exactly. Like around. Yeah, so household. all the bad
3: guys <laughs> show up on his scroll and it's like naughty naughty all these naughty and then they'll tell you why exactly they're naughty or why exactly they're nice. It's really cool. It's a, that it's was a such wonderful a wonderful idea. Yes. It, it,
1: reminded me and i don't know if this was intentional or not or if it just was like pop cultural osmosis but it reminded me a lot of like when anytime in the mcu movies like iron man has his um you know s- screen of oh, yeah. like information in front of him yeah like, the
2: heads up display
3: it,
1: yeah I mean, first time we
2: saw that was the terminator right where where um I mean, I, I believe the first it may not be the first instance instance of like a personal heads up display, but it's the first one I remember where the Terminator would like look at somebody and could tell how well, tall they the were. What's the Tom
3: Cruise movie where he
2: Minority had had Report? He has he has all of those all of those you know that ability to just see all this information and spread spread it out and expand it. So, yeah, Santa can look at a list of all the people, but he can also take one name and expand it. Again, very Tony Stark like, where, where you're just constantly expanding the information. Uh, it's in front it's of you.
1: very much like a Christmassy version of that. And yes again I, I I have a hard not time not thinking that that was deliberate but uh, if it wasn 't the good thing about it is even if it wasn 't it still looks cool so, absolutely you know i like, think
2: it 's just I think you said it right i think it 's osmosis I think that 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 idea has spread from Terminator to Minority Report to Iron Man to now this is just how we Im- we imagine information. Is going to be spread to people uh, once we can figure out how to actually put it in their eyes. I mean, and that's that's the only part that that, that we're missing. Um, so yeah, it's awesome to give Santa Iron Man powers, basically.
1: Uh, well, he is a bit of a superhero in this because, like, he has magical powers. And um, you know, he often uses it to get the upper hand of people. Like I really liked it—the the, the particular scene where he's fighting the guy, and every time the guy punches at him, he holds the sack open, and of course, you know, his arms go all the way into the sack and get yeah. stuck in a present. Um, right, you know,
2: right. That that is. Oh, uh, but Julia had asked us to tell us what happens in this movie. So this family has gathered, and um. And they're going to, like, all sort of worship at the feet of their rich grandma. And then it turns out that um, just like in Die Hard, where everybody's gathered for a, for a Christmas party, um, terrorists have come because they want to get at the money in a vault. Or it, it appears Yeah, this that really right.
3: is Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard meets Home Alone meets Krampus or some other right. Santa Claus thing. <laughs> I mean, so much yeah. so that it,
2: it's, right. It, it, I mean, I'm surprised that characters didn't actually mention Die Hard. Because it is, it is so,
1: it's so diehard. Didn't, didn't it, they though? I can't, I can't remember. I, can't I know remember. they mentioned but Home Alone at one point sure did, because yeah. the little yeah. girl has just watched Home Alone. I,
3: so she's coming like, up with booby traps. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. there is, you know references Uh, to die hard too even like the way the some of the mercenaries are are dressed and are on snowmobiles like it's oh yeah yeah it's kind of um, amazing the level of of detail in this
2: oh it, it yeah so so yeah the the terror has come um santa we've been following just like just like Bruce Willis at the beginning of Die Hard, we've been following Santa going through his own storyline as he, you know, is not feeling the retirement. Christmas, considers retirement, you know, whatever. And but he's delivering gifts to Trudy at this house, and uh, suddenly gets stuck there when terrorists break in. And so then, because for reasons, Trudy is able to ask for his help. He decides he cannot turn his back. He will, he will have to stay and kill the terrorists. And that's, and then the rest of the movie happens. So um that's it. That's it's die hard with Santa. I, <laughs> that's it's what that's wonderful. I mean I, I just oh... You know, it, it's so funny because people always like complain. If you if you spend time on Twitter, and I just leave Twitter open all day long because it's endlessly entertaining, uh, wastes a huge amount of to- amounts of time. But if you're on Twitter, there's always people going. You know, I don't believe in high concept. You know, nothing that can be described in three words is what wor-. Not true. Die Hard with Santa. You know, it spread that out like a fractal. There is there's so much stuff in there that you can do. I, I'm I'm all for this. It 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 just proves that high concept can be can be absolutely one um
3: yeah and i like that because you know i said earlier that i think of him as saint nick i mm. like that um you know a lot of saint stories actually have violent origins a yeah. lot of saints is like that horrible things happened when they were alive so i love the idea that this that this saint nick has this really violent past as nicomund the red yeah um, you know and he's uh he was he killed a lot of people in battle with a hammer and then somehow i guess died and was sainted maybe or something happened and he became santa who knows but um what an interesting origin story for santa yes
2: well and like like we were saying with true i'm so glad we don't actually see the actual origin yeah yeah I just because I mean I, I I'm gonna stake a claim right here. I could live my whole life without seeing another origin story. I just don't need it. I like things like this of that Santa? Of anything. of anything. I don't need an no. origin story. I want a story. In other words, I don't want to see how somebody becomes Elvis. I want to see Elvis in Hawaii making blue Hawaii no, or something.
3: I disagree. I like to see how people become things. I, I don't I.
2: But, yeah, I, I don't, don't need to show? see those damn pearls in Trimally ever well, again. Not
3: ten times, but once is I don't <laughs> need to
2: see Daredevil get whacked on the head with a canister of... of,
1: of Devil's advocate. Vader. It's yeah. always somebody's first time to learn that stuff. Yeah. I guess that's true.
2: Plus, <laughs> even if it's not,
3: um, I, I, there, if it's if it's the only time, then that they do it, then I think that's so. I, I get maybe not wanting it to be like this. The but story wouldn't it be better again.
2: just to go? I wonder why Daredevil
3: has no, all those amazing senses. Agree.
2: Like don't
1: you know, think it's I I think it depends on the character. I don't think it's a hundred percent necessary. Like I think the lore here is cool. Like if this gets a sequel, I I would one hundred percent be okay with them exploring more of this version of Santa's background. Yep, yep. Um, because I just think that it's it's you know like a lot of what we think of as you know the modern version of santa claus comes from from a lot of stuff that we cribbed from different gods and and absolutely so like the idea of this viking santa um i i i think there's some cool a possibly cool story stuff there um but because santa claus is so so well known you don't have to do that here because there is such a shorthand for um you know like you already know he can go up chimneys he's got reindeer you know he likes cookies like <laughs> uh, you know, like well, then, i love looks, his
3: attitude toward cookies it's hysterical but, uh,
1: I, the, the fact that the 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 family has homemade cookies and he's like oh Oh, oh he um,
3: loves homemade cookies he like he's so judgy about like skim milk and uh or anything where they're just i just thought think it's really funny that he just genuinely uh yeah. enjoys what people leave for him or if he doesn't enjoy it it's not because he didn't notice it it's because there was a problem
2: that, with this, it, yeah. isn't that funny because that specificity that is both the magic of santa but also the specificity of the character yeah, you know? yeah it's it's
1: a more humanizing thing yeah the fact that he can be judgmental about cookies Speaking of which, I apologize for the noise earlier. It is because, in fact, Jane just brought me Christmas cookies that she was baking. uh, I think that's great. They were were very, very good. (laughs) I think
2: I think that's that's fantastic. Um, Mm -hmm. Instantly, I was just looking it up, and the reindeer sleigh uh, first appears in an 1821 uh, poem about Santa Claus called "Old Santa Claus with Much Delight." Uh, which describes his his uh sleigh pulled by reindeer and bringing
1: rewards to children,
2: I find that fascinating that um that, this
1: yeah. sleigh here kind of looks like a boat, which I think is cool
2: i mean i I, I that hadn't occurred to me. Um, I just love that it's a completely traditional. Well, and that makes sense style. with his whole Viking origin. It does. Kind of a uh, Viking looking sleigh. Yeah. It's so funny. I didn't, I'll have to go back. I did not even notice that. I think I was, I think my eyes were watching the reindeer. and i didn't even notice his sleigh and i should have i mean uh, you know reindeer hilarious
3: I, his relationship with the reindeer the fact that he seems to kind of understand them and you know he's like "It's mad at them <laughs> it's, they're
2: intelligent they're funny. magical uh, super magic-
3: yeah they, they take off jason i What's
2: think that?
1: you know i think santa claus along with perhaps superman we yeah. don't necessarily need origin stories because you know everything already but daredevil maybe despite the fact that he's had both a movie and a tv show i think it's it's probably still necessary for a refresher course on on I, someone like daredevil
2: i guess you're right i mean i just i i you know, and when you think about it, like Michael Myers has an origin story, but here's what here's something I love about Michael Myers' origin story, and I'm talking about the carpenter, Michael Myers, is you have his origin the story. Carpenter? Yeah, like like uh John Carpenter. Oh, John
3: Carpenter. I thought you were yeah. saying like Jesus, you know, the one who works yes. with wood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Appropriately oh enough. God. Jesus
2: Christ the night he came home. Yes. Um, oh, no, no uh, John Carpenter's, you know, Halloween, Michael Myers gets an origin story and it tells us nothing. I mean, he kills people and then he sits for around, around for eight years and then he comes out and he kills people. Like, that's that's a, to me, that's kind of cool that it, none of it ties together. It, 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 like, I, I guess what I'm saying is that I'm reaching a point. And this is probably just a warpage in my life or in my perception, where I want things explained less and not more. You know, I I, I want less, less explanation. I would frankly prefer less detail. You know, i I just want to. I just want that stuff stripped out. I, I don't need you to tell me why this person has this kind of hat or that kind of jacket or where he got it or what the why he said the thing he said so that later he says that line again when he's in his thirties. I just don't. I don't care. I, I. I. I don't need the explanations. That's me personally. Um,
3: anyway, I like them. I think it's great. Um, <laughs> but so in this one, I really like. I really like the that he's that he comes from this Viking origin. I like the relationships with the the reindeer, all of that stuff. Um, I was saying that, so the reindeer take off at one point and he thinks that they're just abandoning him which they kind of are but yeah. then they re- return and they have brought him a replacement bag before his bag has been destroyed so it's like they can see into the future that his bag is going to be destroyed <laughs> because he's like they're going to throw it in the fire uh, but yeah there's so much great stuff about santa and whether you know he's real and, and and people who don't believe and why they don't believe and what's going on and the bad guy i love that he's like he has his whole history john leguizamo as jimmy mr scrooge um, yeah. he has the whole history of Like all of his, you know, when he became a when he became naughty, and then how he's been (laughs) naughty ever since, all of that stuff. And so people, he he will he'll he'll tell people something about themselves to make them realize that oh he's real. So with each of the bad guys, he'll be like, first of all, they all have nicknames that are Christmas (laughs) related, yes, which is really funny um and so that then he calls them by their actual name and talks about some gift that they got or something that they did or whatever and uh it's just i don't know all of that stuff is neat i love all of the st- all of the st- even the violent things the the um the super gory things i as much as i don't love gore i thought that the things were really creative like how they used you know like there was a point when he beheads somebody and the head just stays like uh, uh attached to the wall and then the body drops or whatever super bizarre effect um he uses yes, like a candy cane as a weapon he uses a christmas star yeah yeah wood chipper's not that creative but it was really gory uh he uses an ice skate i'm just looking at my list of things that i wrote down um that he used and then the little girl when she does her booby traps um she has some really great <laughs> some really great things as well i don't Talking know i just skates, that all of that I, was I, really I, good
2: i thought it was neat there's a point where he uses two ice skates like on his hands yeah. as as just these sort of bladed just, weapons i which think that's just, when he cuts
3: is that when he cuts the guy's head no that was something else i think
2: yes yeah, so i think he jams one of them
1: through a guy's neck and into like a post and so yeah he leaves the guy. yeah he, he also kills somebody by taking them up the chimney with them
0: <laughs> yeah well that's how he kills
3: don leguizamo that's the final yeah, yeah the oh final my bad goodness guy. yes yeah. that was so oh yeah his magic going up the chimney was great where he just he does like a bewitch style twinkle of his nose thing and then just goes and sometimes it doesn't work for him for some reason and, and he and just and becomes the, like vapor and just goes the absolutely. screenplay
2: is credit they've laid out they've shown us a couple times how that trick works so we know what it means it's that so that's an example where where you at least telegraph something a couple times so that people kind of learn how it works and then so that when you repeat it later they're not left going wait where where did he get that power you know we've seen him use that power at least a couple times right um well let's talk about he he tries to yeah it
1: doesn't work every time because he's trying to he does it like one of the things is they have given this version of santa claus an arc like initially, mm. he doesn't want to be involved. He's just trying to yeah. escape. Yeah, and he just wants to get back to delivering presents. And then when he sees this charming little girl being terrorized, that's that's uh, well, and especially when, he when she calls him for help. To, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and she has her magic I,
3: uh, walkie-talkie thing.
1: Yeah, and I think that that is one of the smartest things that this movie did is you know they they don't immediately they don't just hang it on the fact that you know they've turned Santa Claus into this this you know badass you know killer you know like you know because that's a one joke movie and I've seen that right, movie absolutely. a bunch of times um yeah you know it's like they actually give him a bit of a story arc where it's it's like he's rediscovering what he's about so yeah. I I you know like the script the play has some good stuff in it. Like your, 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 your praise is rightfully warranted. Um, um,
2: I want to yeah. talk for a moment about David Harbour because like I didn't see his new Hellboy. Did anybody else see Hellboy? I, I saw it. Okay. So I would expect that whatever problems one might have with that movie, I would expect that David Harbour probably acquitted himself pretty well. I've never seen him give a poor performance um, as, as anything. Um, but the fact that they didn't come out for Hellboy, but hopefully they will come out for this, Means that people still want to see him in in the right thing, but he's I I, well, I really like this Stranger guy.
3: Things. Everybody loves him in that, right? Um, yeah. There's actually a reference to Stranger Things at one point when Oh, really? Uh, yeah, when John almost says something about is it? A, uh, he says um that if, whether the protagonist it could be a small town cop with five kids, which is what he is. He's like the you know I did not the, get that at all. Yeah, that's, I didn't either. Really i was just looking at the IMDb and I was like, oh, that's cute. Huh. Um the other thing I noticed in IMDb is that the obnoxious actor character that's the boyfriend of the sister, you know, the boyfriend of the daughter of the matriarch, um uh, apparently is kind of a little bit based on Mark Wahlberg cuz he says at one point that he could have he could have stopped these the hijackers on in, in 9/11 had he been on the plane and that's apparently something that Mark Mark Wahlberg
2: said. Oh god.
3: <laughs> oh god
2: i i can't believe the thing is that sometimes people will allow to come out of their mouths yeah i, I just i well,
3: he did apologize to his credits
2: so. well good for good for him because <laughs> okay. who knows i mean i that's that, it's such an it's such an idiotic like 11 year old kind of thing to say because yeah. there's no you're talking about an alternate reality that didn't happen and, and it's a comfort to no one other than apparently mark Wahlberg. Is, well like, and in
3: this <laughs> case in the movie I mean, the girl does seem impressed, you know the 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 sister um I'm calling her the sister, I forget her name. she's called yeah, I don't know her name, um but she's yeah, she's Jason's sister, so
2: yes, uh so yeah, I mean i think I think harbor what what he's been really good at playing and he's kinda there's probably not that much room for guys like this is a sort of Alva
3: is, Alva, sorry
2: all right um david harbour's character is a, as a as a star right now is a kind of a big beefy alpha male dude i mean it's a very old-fashioned kind of role it's a john wayne kind of role there aren't that many i mean it, it, it's it's kind of an antiquated role that he that he takes in our in our films right now and, and I, I don't know how many david harbors we can we can actually uh have do you know what I mean, or 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 do you think I'm off?
1: Base? I get where you're coming from. I think he's a better actor than John Wayne. Sure. Um, not that that's saying too terribly much. Um, I'm gonna get John Wayne fans coming after me on Twitter. now. <laughs> it doesn't um, matter
2: because John Wayne is a, is an icon, so you didn't have to. Yeah, he be anything he, to John Wayne, you know. Yeah,
1: but I uh, David Harbor to me like yes he's very like 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 classically masculine in some ways but he's not um you know he's what i like about him is that first of all he's a middle-aged guy he he is you know muscular for sure but he's not built like chris hemsworth where he has this like action figure body like he he looks like he drinks a couple of beers at the end of the day he's got like a a beer belly and everything like i mean don't get me wrong he absolutely looks like he could just beat the crap out of you but like but you're um, right he's not
2: like zero percent body fat like yeah
1: and i so there's a a reality even when he's playing you know a, a fantastical character like he is in this there's a, a a sort of reality to david harbour that i like um you know not that someone that that is like a bodybuilder like that th- those kind of people they are you know just as real that's their their body but you know like it's certainly a lot less common to run across people who look like that like you're going to see more people that look like david harbour than you're you're going to see people that are look like built like arnold schwarzenegger in his prime yeah, yeah
2: but he's very he's he's like he's like the best of because not for nothing but he's also very handsome and very He's a, he's a huge dude. So yeah, yeah, he's, he's He's
1: very imposing looking like, you know, like he, he absolutely is one of the few people that I think could, could turn the phrase Santa Claus is coming to town into a threat and make
2: it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I
2: think the reason I'm thinking of this is that it's, I I will be interested to see what else you can do with David Harbour, because for instance, you know, let's, let's take a movie like, uh, you know, any given Harrison Ford movie from the '90s when he was in this this part of his career, you know, like Presumed Innocent or something. Would you watch David Harbor as in in as the lawyer in Presumed sure. Innocent? Or Absolutely. I mean, he could
1: do that. I think he could do
2: that stuff. Absolutely. Maybe you could. We um, haven't seen it yet. I mean, I I, that's, I mean, not for, I, I'm not dying for to nothing. He's honest.
1: gonna be in a bunch of marvel movies oh really what's he playing red guardian he was in black oh, widow course. and now I'm he's so gonna sorry. be in thunderbolts so, he's he's gonna have a you know he's gonna have a pretty good career you know ahead of oh him, i've no doubt well, making good. that marvel so money that. good for him you know yeah. like
2: no he's clearly important to our pop culture at this moment at this moment i mean i mean so i uh, i yeah i'm really really glad that he's here uh all right so um, I I don't have any other topics. Is there is there anything that well, we missed?
3: What do you guys before? make? I mean, I, I want to hear more about what you make of the of the whole of the tattoos and of Skullcrusher, the hammer, and his whole history is Nickerman the Red. I mean, what does that mean to you as far as who like who he becomes and is he trying? I think because obviously he's trying to atone for having killed all those people, and that's why the little girl tells him basically that sometimes killing people is okay basically if it's it's for a good it's for a good reason you know you're you're helping people so it's okay that you're going to kill all these guys and so then he's able to you know wield the hammer yeah and it's
2: interesting that the girl is the is both the victim and also the mentor in this she's
3: going to be a little effed up as as she grows up because she really seemed to be a little bit too excited about having you know all this mayhem true mayhem
2: (laughs) in yeah. this film uh yeah i mean i w- w- the impression that i get and i'm glad that we don't know for sure the impression i get is that it's something sort of like the tim allen movie the santa claus is that yeah. somehow he inherited the mantle
3: yeah i was worried that he was gonna make john leguizamo become santa claus i was like oh no are we gonna yeah. have john leguizamo I, santa claus? <laughs> yeah. I
1: don't think that i think he's the the only santa claus yeah I don't no, think, I think so too. I was worried
3: that it was gonna go that way. Yeah. Huh.
1: I, I, I don't think it's a Santa Claus situation. Like huh. I think that he is I mean you, you may be right. I, I yeah, I he don't know. pre he is pre Christmas. So like unless there was like a like a you know Saturnalia Santa Claus or something like But it's I, so I
2: interesting that he has all of the like the clothing and the he's, and, and he's everything Christmas.
3: Just, 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 um, just Nickamund is pre Christmas, but he says he gets together with Mrs. Claus eleven hundred years ago. So yeah. he's not pre Christ, I should say. He's he might be pre what we think of as Christmas. but Well, he's yeah, that's what I
1: meant. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. he's pre he's pre what we think of as Christmas. So, okay. like, I I don't think it's a I don't think it's a Santa Claus situation, but you know it's certainly ambiguous i am glad that they they didn't uh you you you're right i'm glad they didn't i'm glad frankly just glad john leguizamo didn't survive because he's very entertaining in this movie as the bad guy but he is truly despicable um yeah and you know, well played because I think it's 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 an uh acting skill being able to play a character with very few redeemable qualities, but he you're still somehow able to see the humanity in it. Yeah, like and yeah, you know, but he does give a he's Always been a good one. no, he does not, and I don't think that that's always necessary. I think that that yeah. is a. Yeah. Fallacy with a lot of modern movies that we want to redeem every bad guy because bad guys can have charisma. But, you know, like this guy, you know, like the, 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 you know, he gives the, you know, the, his backstory as to why he hates Christmas. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking, but he's still a guy that is like willing to, to murder children to get money. Sure. And like, this movie never to its credit it never loses sight that that is who this guy is
2: yeah uh, that's what's what's wonderful is he has he has this horrible backstory but not everybody who has this the exact same backstory he has becomes a criminal or becomes a murderer or murders their neighbor i mean the in other words the things that happen to him are not why he is who he is
1: Um, well and I love the part where um, they have Santa tied up and, you know, that it's basically they're in the same scene where he's like, well, that's his excuse. But then he starts talking to the henchman and he's like, well, but what was what's your excuse and what's your excuse? Because like he has there's this whole through line about greed in this movie mm. that mm. is you know in- interesting uh it's a bit you know it's a bit simplistic but you know i think you know it, it works yeah um, that's right because that... like even even the 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 dad who seems like he's a sweet guy yeah Jason. Being, yeah. yeah yeah and i actually thought you know I actually thought that they were going to reveal at one point that he was in on it is, and I'm not they that. didn't.
3: I have to say that was actually one of the things I was disappointed in is that he turns out to be a greedy fuck because I thought, like you said, that he was going to be a, I don't need the, I don't need your money, mom. I don't need anything from you. I'm going to go live. I'd rather, I love it. Love means more to me than anything. Cause the little girl says she wants her parents to get back together. That's what she asked Santa for. And then, uh, and then sure enough, they, they you know connect throughout this whole ordeal and they get back together but his whole thing was his whole plan was to show up at the house and i thought it was going to be reject you know turn his back on all this and no his his plan was to steal 300 million dollars yes. which is also the plan of the burglars and i'm like well that's yeah and then he's just kind of like she goes you know the wife is like pissed off about it she's like really that's what you thought that we would want and he's like well now you say it out loud and i'm like that's that was just so such a dumb plot point to me i i i, I,
1: I, like it. I liked it i liked it i i I, and I you know they they managed to get good use out of it later because one you know they had to find the the money again yeah the fact that the vault is empty Mm -hmm. yeah but two also you have um you know the fact that he has to burn some of the money to to save santa
2: (laughs) the sister was suffering
3: so much (laughs) yes
1: that was really funny
2: that was that was that was really funny well and they they tie it off by having him reconcile with his horrible mom when she goes i understand why you tried to steal 300
3: million dollars yeah she's like you're actually a better you know better uh lightstone than i thought you were which is a clue to us (laughs) from
2: the screenplay that they're like don't worry about that plot anymore just just pretend that we're past it and so we're and so we're past it also
1: it's (laughs) it gives beverly d'angelo a a wonderfully wicked line to say because yeah she's 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 great yeah like she 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 plays mean (laughs) yeah Yeah, she's fantastic she plays mean really really well
3: (laughs) the only last thing about just about santa because i really do i really like this character of santa i think he's great i think he's i love that he's flawed like he starts out being drunk at the bar you know (laughs) pukes all over this poor woman as he's he's like oh my god
2: that was so gross (laughs) but
3: i love that he um when he does blow somebody one of the bad guys up he goes he walks he starts to walk toward the camera and then he goes i, I gotta watch and he turns around yes. to watch the explosion that just made me so happy because i'm so sick of people not watching explosions in movies. i'm always like really that's you're not gonna watch that come on
2: it's such a so, it's such a cliche really in fact that it's not that enjoyable anymore because yeah. you're kind of waiting for it to for it to be subverted It's such a cliche that like 10 years ago, uh, there was an SNL uh, Lonely Island sketch called Cool Guys Don't Look at Explosions. I mean, that's, so we're like, we're like way in the postmodern era, just way. So I'm so thankful that that was there. I thought that was, that was really great. Um, Yes. All
1: All it takes really is one person to start pointing something out Mm -hmm. Uh, a cliche to be challenged too so i think i think maybe we'll 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 finally get away from the the slow-mo uh the sort of con air uh, slow-mo explosion behind the michael the michael yeah (laughs) we'll see we'll see man uh all
2: right well, let's get our our final thoughts on this film, um, Violent Night. Uh, I've really enjoyed talking about this movie with you guys. I'm sorry that we're missing Tony, but he is he is making beautiful music, and we we respect that. Uh, Drew, what's your final
1: thought? This was a fun movie. Uh, I I again, I think it's a good good time. I think anybody uh, you know looking for something you know a little more on the subversive side for uh ha- you know Halloween Christmas. Um, look no further. I th- I you know there's a lot of options out there as there are every year. I think this is probably gonna be your best bet. Excellent. Julia, what about
3: you? Yeah, no, it's super fun. Um I, I think that the the casting of David Harbour and Don Leguizamo and Beverly D'Angelo too, but especially those two, um, is what makes makes the movie really great. But without them, it's still really good. Like it's solid. Uh and I think that um i'm trying to think what else the relationships you know the the deepest relationships interestingly are the one are the one between santa and the little girl and really that's it because they develop a little bit they developed jason's relationship with his ex and his daughter but that less I almost less so than I think the relationship so it's really just the Santa and 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 Trudy relationship that's the most uh, the best developed so um so for that you know as far if you're looking for a film where it's just like really gonna be you know like meaningful relationships maybe mean not so much but I do love I think it's really heartwarming that everybody comes to believe in Santa uh that the, that their belief is actually what brings him back to life I don't think we talked about that that he's dying he dies and mm-hmm. then um Trudy convinces her parents that he's really santa basically and then everybody else says yeah i believe in him too and that's what brings him back so it's the belief in santa that keeps him alive which i think is really beautiful so that was um all of that stuff is what is what i thought i found really moving uh despite all the blood and gore and and everything um so yeah really really good time it's a, a neat a neat addition to the christmas um movie you know yeah repertoire whatever you, what's what's the word i'm looking for uh uh archive i canon, guess maybe yeah, yeah canon sure
2: yes in circulation but yes that's that's wonderful thank you uh i i agree i had a really good time with this this was a good movie to see in the theaters so i encourage you guys um, if you're feeling healthy, to to go out there and and watch it in the theater because it, it felt like it felt like a throwback, you know, except for that that it's you know, the, comparing it with a 1980s movie, <laughs> just all around this is this is probably technically superior, but it felt like the kind of movie that that we used to see in the theaters all the time, and that makes me happy. So, all right, let's get uh, our endorsements, um, Drew. Uh, You and I have not actually talked much over the past week, so I have no idea what you've been up to or watching or anything like that. So um, uh, what do you what what do you got? What what do you want to endorse?
1: Um, I have actually been really busy, so I haven't got up to much of anything, unfortunately um i you know the movies i've watched have all been movies that you know have they're all you know thanksgiving and the holidays in general makes me usually makes me feel kind of nostalgic so i was watching stuff that came out in the 90s uh you know a lot the last few days so i don't really have anything overtly to endorse um so what i will say is hey uh you should uh go over the global comics and read halloween man that's the something that you can do for the for for me so that's that's your homework that's all i got yeah love it joya
2: what about you
3: gosh i hadn't hadn't thought about um what i wanted to endorse i'm trying to remember what we just we just started what did we just watch i feel like we've been to watch something but maybe it was last week yeah i'm having a hard time coming up with anything because we did travel and then we've been all involved with the holiday stuff so no that's fine um what do you do? You remember anything that we've <laughs> that we've watched together? Um.
2: No, the only thing really that uh, that that I discovered in the past week that I thought was a revelation was uh, well, this is my endorsement, which is somebody digitized a two-hour uh, in-store shopping music tape from night from uh, Kmart in 1974. So, if you want to know what it would sound like to be shopping in a Kmart at Christmas time in 1974. <laughs> That's a thing that exists. You can look that up on YouTube and and listen to it. It is unbelievable because it's so full of like just true Christmas schmaltz of of the, you know, the late mid-century style and I it, it is like a time so machine, funny. and it's it's like a time machine that not everybody is actually going to enjoy, which to me is my favorite kind of time machine because it's extremely <laughs> most specific.
3: Most yeah. authentic kind. Oh, yeah. did we talk about last week or last time about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, or had that not come out yet? I don't if think it hadn't we come did. out yet. Yeah. Then that's my endorsement because it was super fun and just really neat. I liked it a lot. I liked the um, that it's it's got it's basically the story is that the Guardians. Uh, a, couple of the, a couple of the guardians kidnapped Kevin Bacon to bring him as a gift for, for Star-Lord. <laughs> so it's just, it's very funny. It's very clever. It's sweet. It's a lot of fun. So if you haven't seen that, go for it.
2: That's That's a good tip. That's very good. All right. Um, thank you very, very much. I appreciate everybody listening to this episode on Violent Night. We'll be back for the next two weeks with um, a couple of other Christmas, genuine Christmas horrors. And uh, we'll be announcing those soon. Um, come to the Facebook page. Tell us if you feel like we missed any big themes that are, that are worth discussing. And um, uh, we can't wait to ride out the rest of the holiday season with you. Uh, everybody, have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye